live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is the Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. Thrilled to be joined by George Camel with a K. And we are here for you this hour. George is our resident money expert today. I'll help you in areas of work that is very much tied to your money when we're talking about income. So if you're feeling stuck, confused, burned out, overlooked, and you're a little bit worried about whether or not you can make a professional move while in the baby steps, I assure you, you can. And I'm here to help on those questions. We team up on all of it. George, you ready to go? We have a good time, Ken. Always a good Friday when I'm joining uh, with you. It's always good to see what you're wearing today. I like that you've got a uh, a, a, a an ensemble here. You, I'm going got for the, the sh- fall, uh, you know, the autumnal wardrobe. You look like you've stepped out of a J. Crew ad. I was going for That's more of good. a Tim the Toolman Taylor, but I'll take J. Crew. Yeah, I don't think that you'll ever achieve Tim the Toolman Taylor. I can turn a wrench if need be. Yeah, so can I, but just in the air. I can turn a wrench around. That's all That's I can do. That's where we're served best. George and I stay away from the tools, but we can help you. And by the way, before we get to the phones, I want to acknowledge a fabulous crowd out in the studio, live studio audience in the lobby so of Ramsey great Solutions. To have people to look at. They, yeah, we're very excited. Sometimes when it's empty, we get depressed. But these people out there, fabulous looking. They look very excited to be here. Uh, we know they're disappointed that Dave isn't, but they're pressing through. They're pressing through. So That's your tagline, press on. Press on. So thank you very much. Let's go. 888-825-5225. Tim joins us in the Windy City, Chicago, Illinois. Tim, how can we help? Hey, guys. How you doing today? We're having a blast. What's up? Hey, so just, uh, I guess, a two-part question. So um, looking at a potential layoff at my place of employment, so they came in and reduced the workforce by roughly 30%. To my surprise, I was not one. I was fully expecting to be one let go, um, but I wasn't. And I've been assured that there's no more cups coming. So my question is, you know, what could I do to prepare myself financially in the event that that comes? You know, do I start seeking other employment? Do I make a generous salary? So do I write it out? Um, Let's jump in in there. So had, had there not been company layoffs, would you be asking me the question about looking at some place else? So potential. I mean, I've always explored other opportunities, um, but never really thorough, you know, thoroughly gone through with anything. But you know, I was kind of actively looking. But I guess I was had one foot in, one foot out. Okay. Well, since you were actively looking, I would continue to look. It doesn't mean you have to leap, and we actually don't teach that you leap anyway if we're talking about really leaping to something or just kind of, well, I'm going to leave and then I'm going to go find something. So if you were already looking, Tim, I would continue to look. There were reasons why you were looking. I'd continue to look, but I wouldn't be looking out of fear. I would be looking towards my future. You know, what? where do I want to be in five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line? That needs to be the dominant question here because you're not truly happy or fulfilled or you wouldn't be looking. Is that fair? Yeah, that's a fair statement. Cause, I mean, my, my end goal is I want to, you know, somewhat part-time, go part-time around 50. You know, we've, my myself and my wife, we've worked extremely hard to clear our debts. So, you know, we don't have much overhead debt. You know, I do some freelance real estate stuff. I try and flip a house a year. I just got Great. my first rental this year. Um, but with that said, I also have that flexibility with my current job, whereas I'm afraid if I jump somewhere else, that flexibility will be gone. Something to think about. 
And you know, one thing I would mention too, instead of just flipping all the time, because flipping requires a purchase, there's risk there. If you've got your real estate license, I don't know if you do, but if you do and you've got work flexibility, you know, I'd be trying to sell five to 10 houses a year, or let's set a goal for three houses. And we put that money aside. That's why I want to bring George in. You know, I, I, I give people advice to always have some extra income. Some side income is good. I think he's got that with the real estate play. But just from a planning standpoint, you know, we shouldn't be walking around, George, expecting to get laid off all the time, but we should have a plan. Where do you fall on a three to six month emergency fund uh, versus being used for major emergencies versus a layoff? Because I would tell people get back to work as quick as possible. What what are your what's your advice financially? How do we prepare financially, not just professionally? For sure. Well, one is getting out of debt. And it sounds like Tim, you don't have any consumer debt right now. So we have one auto loan, which is my pickup truck, and then uh, our primary home that we live in, and then uh, my rental property, and that's literally it. Okay. So the auto loan needs to be your priority right now. If you're truly worried about this layoff happening, I want no debt in my life. I want to owe less people money so that I can float by longer if I need to use that emergency fund. I'm guessing you don't have an emergency fund then? Yeah, I'm sitting on a little bit of cash, um, which is, you know, I was planning on using towards our next property purchase, so I'd say probably right around 15000 in cash. And what's left on the auto loan? Uh, probably 33 Oof. What do you guys make? Uh, so my wife, she... She just started doing some work, so she's knocking down maybe four or five hundred bucks a week, and I'm probably, uh, I think this year I'll probably do one hundred fifteen thousand in my primary source of income. Okay, awesome. So you've got a, a great income there, but I want to see this auto loan debt cleaned up. So I'm going to use the majority of that cash to clean up this debt. That'll leave you with about half of the auto loan, and the next few months, if you're truly worried, I would want no debt. And so that would be my next goal is to get rid of the auto loan and then restock the emergency fund up to three to six months of expenses. I'd probably lean towards six months. If this is going to be looming in your future, I would just stack up as much cash as I could. And once things stabilize, we'll know more, we'll start investing. But it sounds like you're doing a lot at once. You're trying to pay off some debt. You're trying to save. You're probably doing some investing right now. You're buying property and flipping it. Is that fair? Yeah, that's 100%. <laughs> is the rental income that you mentioned to George or the rental debt, is that the next flip or is that something you're holding on to? No, this one I'm going to hold. I think uh, as we, you know, the the first flip I did last year is what helped me purchase this one plus tuck my money back in my pocket. Um, and we were, you know, we were getting top, top dollar for the houses that we were flipping versus the purchase price. So the, the, ROI, the ROI was really good, but um, I mean, I definitely want to get more into rentals as that, you know, pass long-term passive income, you know, keeps what are you, in. how are you financing these flips currently? Just a 30 year mortgage with the current rates. And then you're trying to get rid of them fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's at a seven, I think it's seven and a half percent interest on that one. I would, if I'm in your shoes, I'm slowing down on this flipping business and I'm going to get my financial house in order. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let this, this layoff scenario just be a good wake up call to go, Hey, let's get completely out of debt. Let's have an emergency fund. Let's be investing for the future. And then future flips, I would encourage you to pay cash, which is controversial in the real estate investing world. But man, it's a different ball game, And you do it with a whole lot more peace and a whole lot more profit. Oh, absolutely. No, if I had that kind of capital to go in and offer cash, that's cost us a lot of properties too because we don't have that cash flow built up. Well, you know what to do, man. I hope you do it. But I'm going to push pause and take a look in the financial mirror before I continue the, the flipping game. Sounds like you're great at it. 
But when you start doing it with cash and no debt, and you have that stable income, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Yeah. You want to get yourself to a point, folks, where you are layoff proof. And you can do that. If you follow the financial principles that we teach, you can get to a place where, hey, it still sucks to get laid off, but you're not freaking out. All right, good stuff. George Camel, Ken Coleman, with you, America. This is The Ramsey Show. Don't move. More coming up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, America. Thrilled that you are with us. 888-825-5225. is the number to jump in. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. We're here to answer your questions. I'll take any work-related questions as it relates to your income uh, or maybe even your stress, uh, the anxiety at work, any of that stuff. We'll talk about your work. We'll talk about your money. George is here for your money questions, and we're thrilled that all of you have joined us today. Kara is up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. How can we help? Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, so I'm new to Dave Ramsey by like five days. Wow. Um, and That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. I'm excited um, and terrified. So I have, um, I have a master's degree that I've been working on for uh, three years and I only have three credits left. Um, and I, uh, obviously I'm not going to borrow money to finish it, but I'd like to finish in the spring. Um, so I have a IRA, a SEP IRA from a previous employer. Um, and that business has since closed. I don't work there and there's nothing being contributed to it at this point. Um, but it has about $5,000 and it would cover the tuition to finish my master's. So I'm just wondering um, what your thoughts are on should I should I cash out the IRA and pay for school that way, or should I just um, kind of put off graduating and keep working and saving? And yeah, so that's my what I'm asking. Well, it's a great question, and uh, since you're new to the program, first of all, welcome, and second of all, you. if you if you keep listening to the show, you'll probably hear us say, "Don't rob yourself of your retirement." And there's a few reasons for that. Number one, if you cash out from the SEP IRA, you're going to miss out on all the future compound growth. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, you can go punch that into our investment calculator and put in, you know, how much money's in there right now. 
Uh, 5000 Okay. So if you put in $5,000 and you just didn't touch it for the next 20 years, you would realize mm-hmm. why it would be a mistake to cash that out. Number two, you're going to pay okay. penalties because you're not at the age where you can withdraw it without tax penalties. So it's going to count right, as income. You'll get hit with a tax yeah. penalty on top of that. And for that reason, I'm going to say, let's pause. Let's not touch that account and let's cash flow the rest of your schooling with future income. And number three, Kara, $5,000 isn't enough. You can you can generate $5,000. So how much do you yeah. need to come up with to finish this master's? Um, cash. So it's 18, uh, how much cash? Um, yeah, because you're not going to well, take a I loan. Right, and I, I'd rather not dip into what um, I've saved for mm-hmm. my baby steps. <laughs> um, so... Um, I, I uh, let's see if I, I don't think, well, so I have the thousand dollars for step one and then mm-hmm. I have 2000, I have 2000 additionally in my savings. So I could use 2000 of it and then just have to come up with 3000, but I feel funny about taking money out of savings for grad school. I don't know. So, okay. So what do you need to finish the three, uh, classes? That's, what's the uh, so total? Three, just it's just three credits. So three credits. What do you class. need? What's the number? How much? Um, Fifty four hundred. All right. So here's the point. Um, you need to use the baby steps. I mean, work the baby steps. Yes, but just in mm-hmm. addition to what George said, you can come up with the fifty four hundred to get those three credits, and it's worth waiting mm-hmm. to get the fifty four hundred cash. Go work. Go do whatever. Sell stuff. The point is, mm-hmm. don't overthink this. You're doing the right thing okay. by asking this question, but now let's just go get the cash. What's just your cash current income? Um, so together uh, with my husband, we're um, one hundred and ten thousand. That's amazing. A year. Yeah, that's great. You can do yeah. this. So, mm-hmm. how long would it take realistically okay. to save up another three, four thousand dollars with future paychecks? Well, yeah, I'm not sure because I um, we have. Uh, uh, two hundred eighty-seven thousand in student loans. Ouch! That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what is this grad school going to do for you, up. as far as your career and your income? Well, you're going to laugh. This is my second master's. Um, so <laughs> I'm. Kara, what are I'm we running from here with just chasing more education? Oh, wow. Well, I think what happened is during COVID when I wasn't allowed to leave my house, I got bored and I was like, well, let's just do personal development. Well, go to so Europe or something. Yeah, it's Read a six grand. book. Listen to a podcast for heaven's sakes. Listen. I know. Hey, Kara, but the damage is done. So can I tell you, press pause. Yeah. I've heard enough to know okay. that you don't need these three credit hours any anytime soon. Yeah, so, I have six years to finish the degree, and I'm uh, three years in, so I, but, I could, but you know. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Mm-hmm. You guys, you can you need to focus on getting out of debt. We're not worried about the three extra years. There's time between now and three years where you can finish that degree. Right now, you don't need it. You don't need to be focusing on it. That's $5,400 that needs to be going to something else. Yes, George? Yes, and you, you both need pause. more jobs. We need to increase this income because you yeah. got a great shovel, but the hole is massive. Yeah. I mean, you got three hundred yeah. grand in debt, making a hundred. It's going to take you forever to pay this yeah. off. Yeah, one master's right. degree is enough for you right now to go make some money yeah. to dig out of this. Okay. 
Yeah, no, some of it's my husband's. He's uh, he had to get a doctoral degree in physical therapy. Well, no, no, um, it's both. He, it, you guys both have yeah. it. It's not his, right? Yeah, it's it's all together. Two eighty seven. So How do we get you both making six me. figures? What are you doing for work? Um, I own a music school, um, and uh, we've got um, a good amount of students uh, and like five teachers. How much so do I'm, you make? Uh, um. After, you know, all the, everything, probably like net for the business, uh, 50000 so, so you're, you're paying yourself 50000 Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you've got to be realistically looking at how can I make thirty to fifty more okay. quickly? Like what, what yeah. must be true given the skill set you have, the experience you have? For heaven's sakes, you've already got one master's. Yeah. What's your first master's yeah. in? Um, jazz vocal performance. Um, I'd be so playing gigs. I, I'd be doing private yeah. lessons. Whatever you need mm-hmm. to do on the side, even yeah. if it's outside of the music school. I, I mean, I you say mm-hmm. that, but unless you can make decent money, like I, I don't know. I mean, if you if there's some great jazz bars where you can sing, can on you Friday get hired nights, at Saturday weddings? Nights, weddings? Yeah, yeah, wedding gigs. You're going to you know? send her to weddings? That could be a great. Can't gig. be a good idea. <laughs> Nobody Listen, wants a well, jazz you, singer at people the wedding. People pay good money to hire jazz bands. <laughs> really? Very classy, very yeah, tasteful. Yeah, Shows yeah you. like private hey, events. To be fair, stuff. I've been married 25 years. It's been a long, private long time since I've been to a wedding. Think about like a, a, a nice Ramsey event. We do a nice cocktail reception. All right. Get a little jazz band. We hire Kara. Here's the point, though. Done. <laughs> I'm not... Listen, I, listen, I'm all for you using your gift. Uh, yeah. Mm, but I don't know that it's going to ROI right now. And so I want to be making, right. again, I'm not kidding when I say what must be true for Kara to make an additional thirty to $50,000. If you can do that, mm-hmm. jazzing it up at the uh, weddings, great. I don't, I don't or know scale that up you the can. Business. Can we scale the business exponentially? The, the music school? Yeah. Can, can you scale that? And get that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Right now, we're doing private lessons, but we could offer like group lessons and try and get more income that way. Yeah, start um, brainstorming with the team for some revenue generating ideas. Like Kara, this is yeah. man, this is massive. Is the point we're making? That's a lot of debt, yeah. and, it, and if you let it stay around, it becomes almost paralyzing. Yeah. The interest so alone is going to yeah. be crushing if you guys don't get on top of this soon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, luckily uh, we uh, like we both drive crappy cars, um, and we're, we've been trying. We paid off like a personal loan for ten thousand, but we haven't Good. done it kind of in the order. We haven't done it in the order that makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm going like, to help you guys with that order. Yeah, we're going to give out. you one year of Financial Peace University, as well as one year of Every Dollar Premium, so that you and your husband can get on the same page, get fired up, and get angry at this debt. I don't think you're angry enough right now. And that's what we need to do to get rid of $287,000 in consumer debt. We are pushing for you. Hang on the line. Jen is going to pick up. We'll gift you those resources. I hope it helps. Is Jazzercise still a thing? I don't want it to be a thing, but I think it is. I will look that up during the break. Ken will come back with some Jazzercise aerobics. We'll be back with an update on Jazzercise. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. 
When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by George Camel. We're here for you this hour, 888-825-5225. Now, you know, we've got all these social pages, and I'm sure if you're engaged with us, you're on some type of social platform. By the way, follow me on Instagram at Ken Coleman. Follow George at George Camel, K-A-M-E-L. Uh, but we've got these fun community pages. I've got like a, a, a Ken Coleman official, I don't know, Facebook group. But our Baby Steps community page on Facebook, a lot of fun stuff happening over there, George. Well, there's, a, there's over 410,000 people now in that group. That's right. That's massive. Massive group. So uh, what, what we've got here in my hands uh, is uh, some of the confessions. It, it, this just kind of spiked up, I guess, in the group. Klarna confessions. Oh, yeah. These buy now, pay later companies. Exactly. And uh, so we've got a list here of, from the thread of, of some things where uh, people admitted the dumbest thing they have bought now, paid later. Oof. So now, George, you don't remember this because you're younger than me, but we used to call that like layaway. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was like a thing. You know what I mean? And so yep. now it's buy now, I'll pay later. Well, now you can get it now. With layaway, you had to actually- You had to wait for it. But it they would, would put sit it on up hold. in the top of the store. You could go in and see the thing. My mom would go, well, we're going to get that in a month. You know, that kind of thing. Get you a Stretch Armstrong for Christmas or something. I hope they didn't lay away the Stretch Armstrong. Uh, but here we go. Um, so we're going to read a few of these. So Jenna says the dumbest thing that she- uh, bought now, paid later, were house plants from Etsy. Rare house plants, apparently. She goes on to say they're still alive and beautiful, but boy, that was dumb. What a reminder every day as you look at that, you water that plant, you go, still paying for that <laughs> still thing. Still paying for that it. That sucks. Give me an idea, George, what a cost of a plant. It feels like you would know this. A rare house plant, I imagine, could fetch upwards of over $100 Okay. on Etsy. Wow. And said, blankets and nugget play couches. Now, are those couches that look like chicken nuggets? Well, no, they're just soft play couches for, like, kids and stuff. Oh. I Googled you, you it. You look at me like that was a bad I, idea. I had to Google it. I hear nugget. I hear play. I think, what, McDonald's has got their line of toy it's chicken strange, nugget couches? It's a strange name. Okay, thank you. I'll go you. with you on that. What is the studio audience? You think that, was a, that wasn't that weird, was it? She has one? Oh, boy. That, some guy's point. Boy, oh. Do hey, you have Speaking kids? of, you'll be sleeping on said couch tonight after oh, pointing boy. that out. Guy, we got to teach him. That's relationship 101 stuff. Yep. Yeah. Play now, pay later. Yeah. There we go. All right. What's next? Uh, Peloton. That's not really that surprising. Yeah. You know, because that, that's a bigger purchase. I think those bikes were over two grand. Yeah. Not anymore. I feel like they've gone down since COVID. They have indeed. The market has gone down. Yeah. We both had one at one point, Ken, didn't we? We <laughs> you still have yours? Did. No, I sold it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thought I was more athletic than I was. 
I, I was into it for a while, but then I just got tired of it. Well, I'm too frugal. You're paying $50 a month for this membership, and I'm not riding this thing. It became a clothes hanger soon after that. It, so, was it a clothes yeah, hanger I gave for up. you? Yeah. I'm not that motivated. No. Joy said $100 worth of makeup that I could totally afford at the time just didn't feel like feeling the money go out all at once. That's the most common reason people use this. Even it, if they have the money, they go, I just didn't feel like spending it all today. Now they're spending it all later, too. Which I'm guessing that's the game. That's the game. That's how they get Because, you know, you have a $40 item. Right below that, add to cart button, it says, hey, why not pay $10 today and pay 10 bucks for the next, you know, three, four weeks, So three it months. tricks the brain, I'm guessing, George, into thinking you got a discount. Exactly. And let me tell you, Ken, Klarna brags about this to retailers on their website. They say consumers will spend 45% more in their cart if you put one of these options on your website. Uh, Angela gets my award for dumbest buy now, pay later. Papa John's gift card because we couldn't afford food on the financed vacation. Okay, so you're broke. You go on vacation on the credit card. You have no money. You're maxed out. And so she now goes, we're going to finance a Papa John's card. Wow. Wow. Buy now, pay later pizza. That's a dark place you've got to be in life. I mean, you got a payment and heartburn? That's for Papa just- John's. Now, Rachel Cruz loves Papa John's. Is that her favorite pizza? Yeah. Very interesting. Her favorite chain pizza. I don't want to put that on her, that it's, it beats you know true Italian pizza. By the way, she's the only person I have ever met that can eat the amount of pizza that she eats and doesn't gain an ounce. That's genetic blessing from the Ramsey uh, crew right there. Mm. Kate said dog food. That's pretty rough. You're f- <laughs> I see what you did there. It, it took, took me a second. It took him a second. And you pointed at me and I went, what am I supposed to get? Oh, rough. I had to cue Ken for that wow. one. Wow. How about Michael with the lawnmower blades for a zero-turn mower? Again, had the money, but the installment plan sounded too easy to pass up. Exhibit A, your Golly. honor. Golly. Wow. Guys, don't fall for this. Gina said, I use Afterpay and went to history to see what I've spent. When I added it all up, I spent $8,500 on random stuff, mainly nail stuff from Revel Nails Tory Burch stuff, Halloween decor, and Nikes. Yikes. Well, the Tory Burch stuff is pretty pricey. She said Tony Burch, but I imagine it's Tory, right? I saw you corrected it. Is there a Tony Burch? Who's, who's this Tony Please character? Please tell me it's not a knockoff of Tory Burch. That's got to be a typo. Yeah, I think she fat-fingered I've it been there in on the, Facebook. I've been in the Tory Burch store. That's uh, pretty pricey. You know that brand. Mrs. Coleman likes it. Not to the tune of $8,500, hopefully. Well, if I'm paying that, I've got I budgeted for it, George, and I paid cash. <laughs> you're, not, you're not paying later. I tell you that right now. Last but not least, Jamie, uh, giving uh, Angela a run with the Papa John gift card. Jamie bought movie tickets and financed forty dollars movie tickets. I Come hope on. they didn't go see Barbie. Oh wow! Yeah, you better hope that movie was good. It was dreadful. I'm told to pay that plus. Interesting fees. I didn't fees. see it. My daughter went to see it, but good gracious. Well, let me tell you this, Ken. Uh, this is a stat I pulled up. A third of U.S. consumers who use these buy now, pay later options fall behind on one or more payments, which can trigger crazy interest of up to 30% along with late fees. So everyone says, Ken, well, I'll pay it later. I have the money now. I could pay it now. Until you forget. I'll kick it down the road. Could you imagine paying 30% interest on Papa John's pizza? Ooh, that's insult to injury. It's just bad. Or a bad movie. Insult to indigestion is what that is. Wow. No, thank you. Yes. Folks, wow. don't fall for these buy now, pay later options. It, psychologically, you think, well, why pay 40 when I could pay 10? I'll free up some money in the budget. That's what these companies want you to think. Here's their taglines, Ken. Afterpay, get what you want. We've got your back. Affirm, pay at your own pace. Klarna, get financial breathing room. 
Nothing says breathing room like having to pay for something three months later after you've digested it. Yeah, it literally is a scam. The, the, like they, that that's amazing they're using the first our one language. again give me afterpay slogan. afterpay get what you want we get got what you back. want you know what that is you deserve you know what it that is? that's the cool uncle that used to go to his house and he'd go hey candy jars over top the stove go in there and get yourself some candy you know and <laughs> you know you smoked a pack of marlboro hey <laughs> <laughs> kid go get yourself a well candy i was box. trying to give my best uncle larry's that's voice, pretty good you know but i mean it's like that's absurd it's literally like be immature we all had that uncle or the grandparent that just didn't care you know what I mean? Well, that, they're playing into our immaturity. They're playing into the toddler inside of all of us who that's says, it. I want it now. Well, that's, I want to wait. That's it. And so then they're gaming us. It's insane. Oh. And it's caused a generation of broke people. And you'll see, if you search this on Twitter, people brag about how broke they are because of these buy now, pay later services. Uh, I tell you, the one that crazy is it gets me is the groceries. Oh. You know, like a pack of like soda or something. Like I've seen that. Walmart, you could get a pack of Cokes. Yeah, that's, you showed it to me. On payments of, you know... What thirty seven cents? A dollar seventy eight for the next three months. That's nonsensical. Pack of to coke. Me. And would they charge you interest if you didn't do that? Oh, hundred percent. They all have different terms and conditions. But the bigger thing, Ken, is that it causes you to overspend. I mean, you saw that stat I showed you from Klarna bragging to retailers. You're going to spend forty five percent more if you're psychologically thinking, "Well, I'm spending less today, therefore I can put more in the cart." Yeah. If I can spend twenty five percent of that amount. I'll feel better about there packing is, that car. George, this speaks to the fact that these businesses exist and they're crushing it. They're becoming billion-dollar industries. They, somebody just woke up. These are smart people, by the way. You may say they're evil, sure, but maybe they're not. They're just smart. They're going, you know what? We have a culture of people who think they deserve everything and they deserve it now. And nobody now, has the money something. now because they're all broke. Yeah, but they don't have any money because they're too busy getting stuff they deserve that they can't afford. And this really is a behavioral issue. We got a lot of new people joining us all the time and a little mini rant on that. You know, you got to get to a point where, where, where you realize that delayed gratification is the secret sauce to success in any area of your life, relationally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, professionally. Learn how to say no to yourself. It's a game changer. Short-term convenience has a long-term cost, Ken. Don't there fall it for it. I don't have a mic in my hand, but I have a pencil, or otherwise known as a pencil, and I'll drop that. There it is. The Barbie reference. Stick full circle. Don't move. More Ramsey Show coming right up. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now, you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by George Camel. The phone number for you to jump in this hour is 888-825-5225. Let's go to Naisha in Dallas, Texas. Naisha, how can we help? Hi, I am calling in because I need help with a budget and my income is not, I don't have enough income to cover my budget and I'm behind. I'm 
Okay. Repo, and I just I I need well, to know where where do I where do I start? What do well, I? Well, you've got the dynamic duo for those two issues. Let's get the budget under control first. George, take it away, and then we'll work on some income stuff. Yeah, Naisha, give us a give us a financial picture. How much do you make, and how much debt do you have? Okay, um, I make about fifty six a year, and I receive child support um, about ten thousand a year, and I have about two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in debt, and that does include my mortgage and my car. Okay, so let's separate the mortgage out. We'll save that for later on down the road. What what does the other debt add up to? Um, I also have so my car that's twenty three thousand. I have ninety five hundred in student loans, and I have about twelve thousand in credit cards. Okay, this helps me now. So once we parse out the mortgage, it's looking like you have, let's see, about forty five thousand dollars in consumer debt. Yes. Okay. That gives us a number we can work with. Now, you said the car is about to get repoed. Are you behind on payments? Yes. How far behind? I'm like two payments behind in October. I think we'll make three payments. Okay. Well, I think October made three payments. Can you sell the car? What's it worth? So, I've tried to sell the car, and dealers are dealers are offering me... Like eleven thousand. Well, dealers are the worst and, place to go to sell a car because they're in it to make money. Yeah, you yeah. want to sell a private party to someone who can give you a lot more for it. Have you looked at the the Kelly Blue Book value private party for what it's worth? Not private party. I haven't. Okay, I've only did it. Okay, my guess is that's going to be closer to fifteen, sixteen. What is it? What kind of car is it? It's a um, twenty seventeen Infinity QX sixty. That should sell for a pretty penny. How many miles? I have 130,000 miles. 2017 Infiniti QX60, 130,000 miles. Ken's doing some beautiful mind math in here somehow. Well, I actually, you know, I've been, I'm shopping for cars for teenagers. I'm pretty well versed in this. That, that should be getting private party. You should be getting in the sixteen dollars to $20,000 range. There we go. Uh, I absolutely believe that'll hold up. I think it's closer to twenty. So we've got to look at that as a viable option. We'll, we, we'll come back to that if we have time, but you have got to get some help if you're not confident in that, how to put it on Facebook Marketplace. Look up Kelly Blue Book today. Put the VIN number in. This will take you three minutes to get an actual okay. real number, okay? Please okay. do that because I think you've got to look at that because that's going to change your life if you get rid of that debt. Yeah, and that, that right, car is staring you down. It's, I think getting rid of that would give you a lot of peace. It would just give you the student loan and the car, uh, the credit card to focus on, right? Yes. Okay. And do you have any money currently? A budget. Uh, um, so I got paid today, and that was a short check, so I don't have any savings right now. Um, no savings. I've already started um, trying to sell things Good. so I can have an emergency fund. Um, yeah, so I... Are you current on all of your two, other I bills? $1,200 right now. Okay, you got 1200 bucks, and you're current on all of the bills except for the car payment? So my mortgage, I did a repayment plan with that. My mortgage is normally 1500 a month. The repayment plan added $1,000 onto my mortgage. So starting November 1st, my mortgage payments will be 2500 You can't afford that, can you? No, I can't. What is this and repayment plan about with the mortgage company? 
because I got behind. Are you able to afford this house long term or do we need to get rid of it? Long term, I can't afford the house if I stick to a budget and I got off my budget ish. It really wasn't a budget. It was just I was paying I was paying bills um, how, regularly. How long do you have to pay the extra thousand for? Six months. It's six payments. That's most of your take home pay. Right. So which means we're going to get behind on the other payments, mm-hmm. which means we're going to stay in this vicious cycle forever. How many kids do you have? I have four. Two are in college. That's both. I don't. They have four rides, so they have tuitions taken care of, right. and I have two toddlers. Okay, bless you. How much is the house worth? Do you think if you were to put it on the market? Um, the house can sell for about a hundred, and I think. Seventy or eighty thousand. I've even considered putting it on, um, putting it up for sale. No, do not do for sale by owner if that's what you're talking about. No, I, I actually I had a, a realtor. Okay. And we were putting we were going to put it on the market. The only thing is what we needed to list it for. I needed more than that to find me another place to live and to pay my debt off. Okay. Well, y- you can go rent for a while, couldn't you? I could, and the rent will be more than my mortgage. Even with this payment plan, it's not going to be more than twenty five hundred. Uh, so, for me to find a an apartment here in the Dallas area, two bedrooms are starting at like fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. Can you can you move further outside of the city? I've considered that, and it's. So I have to, I have to be somewhat close to daycare, mm-hmm. and I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses, but I've tried all of this. Yeah, well, we don't, all, we don't hear excuses. We, don't we hear sound that. someone who is a warrior who has been through a lot, who is in a really tough pinch. Yeah. So we're not here to yell at you. We want to help you. We're trying to look at all of the options yes. to help you get out of this mess as fast as possible. That's right. And we're not saying that you need to sell the house. We're just asking, is that a viable option? Because to the extent that we relieve pressure on you, the quickest that we can, that's what we're trying to do. I'd rather out. you be in control of the home sale versus it being forced through a foreclosure. I agree. And you're, head, you're staring down the barrel of that. Because with the children, daycare, do you have the ability to, to, to work more, to, to make some more money? Uh, do you feel like, I'm going to give you the increase your income bundle. Okay, that's it's got a bunch of goodies in it because I think we've got to increase your income and and to the extent like quickly to give you so some I, breathing. I have, I have, I've applied for um, another full time job to work like on the weekends. I'm working overtime at my job. I also do crafts on the side, and um, I sell those. That's not. It's not consistent. It's not a consistent income mm-hmm. revenue that I could even consider. I'm currently in a. I'm currently in two courses. One, two free courses that is to get my life insurance license and to get my real estate license. I wrote a policy last night, so I'll receive that income, but it's not immediately. It's sure. delayed. Okay. All right. So here's what we need to do. George, so what I want to give it back to George for a second. But can what we what we are going to do? Uh, Naisha, we're going to get you um, 
some free sessions on us with one of our financial coaches. Um, we can't go into all the details that you need um, right now on the air. And our coaches, it is going to be our gift to you. And so we're going to, so you, I want you to stay on the line in just a moment. Um, and we're going to get you connected and they're going to walk you through the nitty gritty of the budget. And so here's what I wanted to tee George up on just to encourage you. Uh, George, what can she do right now? We're going to get her with the coach, but the budget side of things, I think if she begins to get control of the money, uh, she's going to have a better chance of digging out of this. Yeah, your A1 is to create some margin. And the only ways to do that is to make more and to spend less. And it sounds like you're doing both of those things to the best of your ability. I think we might need to go to our credit union and get a small loan to cover the difference that you might be missing on that car when you sell it and get you something uh, cheap right now, maybe a $6,000 car, $5,000 car to get you around for now. That will get you out of this hole and give you some hope for the future. So hang on the line. Jen is going to pick up. We'll give you the increase your income bundle and those financial coaching sessions. We wish you the best. Naisha, you're going to get out of this. Hang on. We believe in you. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help people win in their life, specifically their money, their work, and their relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague and dear pal, George Camel with the K-K-A-M-E-L, that's right, 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. And we're excited to be with you. We always enjoy being together. We have a lot of fun uh, sitting in here together. We actually sit next to each other uh, in the uh, in the office Double as blessing. well. Double what blessing. I call it. And uh, we enjoy helping people. George is here to help you with your money. I'm here to help you with your work issues. Those work and money issues go hand in hand. And so we want to help you win in those areas today, 888-825-5225. Let's go to Tim, who joins us now in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Tim, how can we help? Hello? Hello, Tim. You're live on the Ramsey Show. All right. How are you guys? We're having a blast. How can we help? Uh, I work in the automotive industry, and my job's got affected by that. And uh, um, Is that due to the strike? And child support. But yeah, it's due to the strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're a supplier. Okay. So. Yep. Have you been laid off? And drowning. Not laid off, but I was able to work overtime, and that was keeping me somewhat afloat due to excessive uh, child support. Okay. And so the overtime pay has gone away? Yeah. Okay. So what are you making now? Now it's... Um, I haven't done the math yet. I just was told yesterday at the end of the day, and then today is the first day that my hours were hours were cut. Okay, what do they cut down uh, to? I, uh, eight hours a day, so a 40-hour week. I was working 50, 55 hours before. Okay, so we're still at 40 hours, and that will cut your yeah. pay just by that hourly rate? Right. Okay, and you have no idea what that could be? It's been a while since I've looked at my monthly take home, but I'm guessing that you know with this cut, I'm going to be making or taking home about four hundred fifty dollars a week after all of the um, stuff is taken out of it garnished. Oh, for child support? Yeah. Okay. I have to pay like seventy percent of my income in child support right now. Wow. Okay. And what's your question today? What can I do to help out? I don't know how long this is going to last. I've talked to my boss about it, and 
he's not sure either. He's just like, I'm just doing what I'm told. I'd have you work more if I could, but you know, he can only do so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, l- let me also say that there's, we, we don't know how long this, the strike is going to last. Is it going to continue to expand right now? It's just kind of a partial rolling out version of the strike. So nobody has any control over that. So you've got to take the initiative. And so you've got to find, you've already been working 55, 60 hours a week, if I heard you correctly. So guess what I'd be doing if I were you? I'd be working 55 to 60 hours a week. You've got 40 with your current employer. You've got some skill set. You've got some experience. You've got connections out there. And you've got to go make some money. And you've got to stay where you are to stay afloat. And then you need to revisit things with your lawyer. It seems absurd to me. You're not making crazy money. I don't money. have enough money to pay him. He said, I'm not going to rep- represent you anymore until you get me uh, a lump sum and pay X amount per month. Do you and need I, to I do something. contact the courts and the judge and say, hey, we need to relook at this based on my new income? Yeah, call the judge directly. You don't need a lawyer to show the judge your income. How do I do that? Well, they'll the recalculate it based on this new income. Yeah. One of the biggest misnomers in the world is that you've got to have a lawyer in this situation because you're you're dealing with the judge. You're not you're not arguing a divorce case. You're not you're just literally you you've the child support's already been established. The judge is the one that makes that decision. I'm just telling you what I would do. George, step in here if I start to say something that's careless. But I would be on the phone with the clerk office at the judge and go, look, here's my situation. I can't even afford a lawyer. But I can show everything. I got I got my utilities. I got all the bills. This is my situation. I just got my hours cut. You know, but it seems absurd that 70% of your income is going to child support. My ex-wife physically attacked me and then told the court that I had attacked her. And she basically has a kid, three, three of them, three daughters, just about full time. Mm. And that's why. Okay. I mean, the only thing somewhat saving me is the fact that uh, there is some sort of limit on wage garnishment other otherwise you know now if you go make this side income is that going to be garnished as well if i make side income it might be okay if i don't exceed what i was making before um the strike started but anything i make above that that's now then going to determine the new level of child support and if i voluntarily ever ever voluntarily decrease my income then the child support remains at the higher level mm. man i'm sorry to hear you going through all this yeah that's a little bit more complex so yeah this uh, when you start talking about accusations of abuse and stuff like that that's not that's a different ballgame so strike what i said from that but uh I, I i also would tell you that you have to make more income even if they take more of it you still got to create margin for yourself and then george i think he's really got to figure out so so here's the deal if i'm you because I want to turn it over to George on the budget stuff. You got to you got to cut 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 everywhere you can. Uh, but I would tell you, you're a number one. As soon as you hang up, is how do you get 15 more hours? At least keeping your income at the same level that you were at, George. Yeah. Um, right. What kind of debt do you have right now, Tim? Uh, IRS about four thousand. Attorney fees about twenty six thousand. Uh, twenty six thousand in attorney support. fees. Right. Was this I, all from the divorce to now? Right. Apart from that, I would have no no debt. But ha- they they I were okay doing all of this without any payment. Yeah, and then um, last December, 
um, was the last time uh, we had a conversation. He's like, no, I need a, I need a bump sum, $3,000, and then something like three to $500 per month in oh. order to continue representing you. And Sounds like you need a new like, lawyer, okay, but gonna, you still owe this guy money. I still owe that guy money, and then I have no n- nothing for a retainer for another guy. I mean, that's and you've got the IRS debt. Anything for, else? Um, IRS lawyer, uh, back child support. There's still about forty five hundred left in that. Man, we have got to clean this mess up and get you to a good foundation. You are underwater right now, and I wish we had time to dig into it all. Um. But what we need to do is revisit all of this with the courts and go, listen, here's my income. Here's my, all of my debts. I phys- I can't pay this child support going forward. We need to figure out a new plan. Whether that's... I've said that in court before, but they still said, well, it doesn't matter. You still owe it this amount. Yeah, I, I actually think, George, in this situation, his, his focus is needing to be... Let's go get more income, and you've got to get uh, you got to get your budget under control. Let's uh, let's we got to give him. I'd love another financial coach session for him. Let's do it to get everything under control. Figure out where everything's going, where it's coming in. Hang on the line. We're going to get you a free session with one of our great financial coaches, and they can dig into some resources locally for you yeah, as well. Do what they tell you to do. They will build a map for you out of this. So sorry you're going through this. This is the Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie chips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear. And that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague, George Camel. We are here for you this hour, 888 825 taking your questions about your money and your work situation. Many times those are very intertwined, and uh, we're happy that you're here. 888 825 The Ramsey Show question of the day is here, and it's sponsored by our friends at Neighborly, your hub for home services. Take your home's efficiency and style to the next level with convenient solutions from Shelf Genie, Window Genie, which, by the way, was uh, George's nickname in high school, and Glass Doctor. Download the Neighborly app now to find and schedule home service professionals near you. Thank you for that, Ken. Yes. Today's question comes from Layton in Arizona. When do you decide to get a new-to-you car? We're having no problems with any of them, but mine is almost at 150,000 miles. Do you wait until your car starts breaking down? Do you wait until it dips to a certain percentage of the original price or some other criteria? I feel like that question is like custom made for you. I love you, this question. You probably have a hack for this, and I'm actually interested to know. Uh, I don't. There's no. I don't have a certain formula. I'm not a. Uh, 
a car guy, and I put that in quotes because when people say they're car guys, all that means is they make really dumb decisions when it comes to their car buying, and they justify it because oh, they're a car guy. I don't know. I think car guys are going to take offense to that, George. Uh, I think car guy. Now means- there's there's broke car guys, and then there's Dave Ramsey, who's a car guy. So let me caveat it that not all car guys are created equal. Okay, I think there's wannabe car guys, which is your classification. <laughs> oh, I, then, which, I, which is you. And there's car guys who like, they like to get underneath the hood of a car. Oh, sure. They get the grease under the fingernails. They understand things like, does it have a Hemi? Well, you, fi- you see what I'm saying? Yes. That's a car guy. But financially, cars are depreciating assets. Some would call them liabilities. And so this is not an investment. So I'm a big fan of... Buying a new-to-you car, so buying a used car, unless you're a net worth millionaire, Mm -hmm. that's when you can get a new car if you should so choose. And at that point, drive it till the wheels fall off if you want to get the maximum ROI. So she's saying, hey, it's had 150,000 miles. Do I wait until it's breaking down? Uh, You don't have to wait until it starts breaking down, but I would set up a car sinking fund. I like that. What that means is in your budget, you set aside a certain amount every single month. Let's call it $200. That's $2,400 a year. Mm -hmm. And in two years, that's almost five grand. In four years, it's almost 10 grand. And so over the years, as you drive this car, which most cars will go way longer than we allow them to, Ken. Mm -hmm. Most people think, I got to get it. It's been four years. It's like an iPhone now. Got to get a new car, Ken. I've had this one for four years. It's starting to smell a little bit. Get it detailed. I promise you a professional detail for a hundred bucks yeah. will make you go, oh, I got a brand new yeah, car. Stop letting your kids throw the french fries on the floor. There you go. I mean, there's things we can do here. So, and 150,000 miles, depending on the car, is not a lot of miles. Right. But I think you could see the handwriting on the wall. So I'm jumping into where you're at here going, all right, if it's got 150,000 miles, but it's in really good shape, uh, and I know I can get probably two more years out of it, three more years without a lot of issues... Uh, then I'm starting the sinking fund to your point, and maybe I sell it once I get the replacement fund where I needed to be, so that I get the maximum money for it. Yes. So but there's mo- that to take. Into. Most of the depreciation has already happened when you hit oh. 150,000 miles, and yeah. so if you're gonna sell a car, you know you want to do it before it hits that hundred mark. That's where people start to get spooked that it's going to have all kinds of issues. But if this is a Honda or a Toyota, yeah, I like how I you think said it go 300,000 miles. I just checked the mileage on my car. I'm sitting at 181,000. And I'm going to ride that thing till, till... Yeah, but it's a Tesla. Yeah. it's a you, it, you, you, The miles don't matter on those things. That's the thing. They can go up, you know, 500,000 or more. It's the battery. So all that to say, I don't see miles as an indication necessarily, depending okay. on the car. I like it. But I would, you know, you can get an inspection on it. And uh, if you start to see things start breaking down, I'd get that sinking fund up and going so that you are ready when that car does break down. Number one, you have the repairs fund going with your emergency fund, but also have a sinking fund ready for you to buy yeah. a new-to-you car. Good it's stuff. a great question, though. Yeah, thank you for the question. Isaac is up next in Columbus, Ohio. Isaac, how can we help? Hi. So I have a question. So a little backstory here. So my my wife and I just got married two weeks ago today. Oh, and, uh, very exciting. Oh, yeah, thank you. So um, we, we have a little bit of debt between ourselves. Um, she had to get a car about a year ago. Um, that with her trade in and everything, that was about 8,000. Um, and then I think her car right now before interest is, uh, 18,000. My car is a little older. Um, my car pay payment will be eight, eight, about 8,500, um, to pay off, um, not including the interest. So we've got about two more years on that, um, expected. Um, and then a couple thousand in credit card debts. Aside from that, we're, we don't have any other debts, no 
student loans. We don't have a mortgage yet. We're wanting to buy a house. Um, and that's our, that's our largest goal. We want to be established in our first home before we start having children. Um, we live in a, currently live in a one bedroom apartment and it's kind of, you know, we're kind of busting out of the walls. We're not minimalist by any means, <laughs> but, um, okay. Hold on so, a second. Hold on a second. Yes. I want to set some expectations for you, my young friend. Uh, it's just you and the wife. There's no way you're busting it, it out. Is. Unless it's a cardboard box, you're not busting out of it. I mean, you know what I mean? Sure. Do you have like seven cats or anything weird? <laughs> no, we actually don't have any pets because our uh, uh, apartment has a crazy $400 pet deposit. Okay, good. But so you're just, not you busting have, out. You just have too much crap. You have to get rid of your yeah. crap to go yes, to Goodwill. We, do. We, we are collectors for sure. Well, then, okay, but here's the point. The reason I, I jumped in here, I want to get you back on pace, but this is the kind of stuff that pushes you to make bad financial decisions on a house that you think it's just you and your right. wife. Get rid of right. all of her stuffed animals or something. Whatever's going on. Yeah, what are you collecting? I don't understand how you guys are busting <laughs> so, out of a one-bedroom apartment. Well, <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of funny. So we, we, we're we like uh, geology and stuff like that, and we like artifacts, like uh, just like crystals and like arrowheads and just natural stuff like that. So. We've got shelves of it, but uh, we're trying to we're trying to downsize. We give stuff away to people who like the similar stuff. We give it away as gifts, so we can kind of like maintain a healthy amount without hoarding. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, what's so a are, healthy amount of arrowheads? Okay. I mean, how many well, arrowheads me can one person have? We got like, slow roll enough with the rock collection because yeah. we got a pile of debt <laughs> yeah. to clean up. Now's not the time to be buying rocks. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. No. We're not really doing that. It's mainly just going out on uh, going on trails and. Uh, uh, in rivers and stuff, and stuff that we find. That's okay, and that's tell a you free what you activity. That's like good. That. Well, but I'm going to tell you to stop collecting rocks and arrowheads and start working. Extra right. jobs. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I actually, so for my job, I'm a home health aide, and I, I do, I like live in the position. So three days a week, I'm not home, and my base hours is 72 hours a week. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how you have time to so, find arrowheads with that schedule. Yeah, you're not in the apartment yeah, long enough to hate it. Downtime. Yeah. Okay. What do you yeah, make? We ba- we're barely there. Um, my wife uh, is in the transitional period of her new job, so she just uh, got hired. She starts the 23rd of this month. Awesome. Um, she's yeah. So she's going to be making uh, take home pro- estimated about seven eight hundred dollars a week. Um, I do about nine to to eleven, depending on overtime. Okay, so what would be uh, your week. monthly take-home pay between the two of you, starting in a few weeks? Between the two of us, it will be expected to be uh, around six to sixty-three hundred. Awesome, that's great news. So then the question becomes: How quickly can we can we pay off these cars and the credit cards, making sixty-three hundred, if we're doing right. nothing but focused on paying off debt? Right, and that's and that's actually how we got married so quickly. We we didn't want to pay. We didn't want to finance anything. Uh, we spent the past year and maybe 15 months, maybe just absolutely saving everything we could, paying things as we go along, um, just being absolutely crazy with with saving because we didn't want to put anything on the credit card. Um, Good. And in fact, because of how crazy we did it, we I wish we had had more savings by the time it was done. But do you have any right now? Because yes, we have. We have about twenty three hundred dollars in cat, um, thirteen in cash, and about eleven hundred in uh, our savings account. Okay, you have your baby step one starter emergency fund. Yes. The rest of this money needs to go towards paying off this debt. Do the debt snowball, smallest to largest. Get on a budget. We're not doing anything except paying off this debt. 
No rock collecting, no arrowhead collecting. Nothing, man. Bust it. You got this. Good stuff. Thank you, George. More coming up right after this. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, America, we're here to help you win in your money, your work, and your relationships. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell is with me today. 888-825-5225 is the number for you to jump in. Let's go to Seattle, Washington. Sandra is on the line. Sandra, how can we help? Hi, I'm seeking wisdom. So I have two questions. The first one is, when should I sell my house? And the second is, when should my husband find a job he enjoys within the field he's in or call it good and go back to school? So I'm going to throw some numbers at you. We, take, we bring home together $125,000 a year. 74 of that is myself. The rest is um, my husband. We have $30,000, a little over $30,200 in debt. $1,500 of that is consumer debt. $8,700 of that is student loan. And twenty of that is a loan that my mom gave me to um, put down towards the house that we currently live in right now. And um, so, yeah, the house that I live in, I think that I can get about 400 for it. I owe 200. Um, so my initial thought was sell the house, list it uh, January, sell it, put that money into a bond or some type of savings. And then um, while we, so, so let me back up a little bit. We're, we are aiming to pay off all the debt, including my mom, by early March, latest April. And so my thought was this would be the first time we ever have money in our hands. It would give us a, t- a chance to restart, mm-hmm. to let him really find a career that he enjoys, go to renting, and we don't have anything really holding us down. But I don't know if that's wise just because – you know, we're not drowning right now, but I mean, what's your reason for selling the house? Cause it's not, it's not your consumer debt. No. So the house, the neighborhood is going to crap. There was, there was a drive by shooting right down the street. It's like our street is fine. It's everything around us is just, there's a lot well, of how far outside of Seattle driving. would you need to go to find a safe neighborhood? So I'm not in Seattle. I'm in, I'm, about three hours away in, in uh, Tri-Cities. But um, okay. I guess to, to be safer, I would actually, in a safer neighborhood, I would be closer to my job. Um, and, I mean, the houses that we're looking at in that area are about 500. Um, okay, so, so let's... we were thinking... So okay. let's jump in here for a second. Uh, so okay. if I were in your situation and the neighborhood around me was going to crap i would be getting out of dodge and the fact that you've got some equity in this home right now is great so you don't have to sell it to clean up the debt um i like the fact that with your husband's i mean he's still got some great income potential so do you and the fact that you're already in on track to pay off this consumer debt in just about six months or less that's great are you saying you'd pay that off if you sold the house or with regardless no no, no i'm 
regardless, the okay. house is also old and it's breaking down. Like I'm Sell driving it. beaters, my HVAC is going it. out. Okay. Sell it. So okay, so then that would lead to the next question. So is it stupid for us to let that money sit for two years while he tries to figure out what he wants to do for a career? Like is that unwise? I don't think it's gonna be um, two years. I'm not sure where you're pulling that number. But no, it's not unwise on the surface. Well, number of it. one, you're going to take the equity, whatever the profits you get from the sale of this house, and you're going to pay off the debt, which Fast is forward. 30k. You need an emergency fund, which is probably another 20, 25k. Right. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you've got 100k that's sitting in a high yield savings account, parked for your future home purchase. I'm going to call it a down payment yeah. fund for a future home. Maybe you guys rent for a year, keep saving up, get yourself in a good financial spot. He gets the new job. Great. Now we're ready to purchase a new home. And, and, and the question I've got is, are you guys wanting to stay in Washington State or is he's looking for this this career? Are you guys open to going anywhere? We're, we're starting to open our minds to going anywhere. We just like it's taboo in our family. Like well, you stay I, don't, I get that, but the rest of your family. <laughs> you're going to end up it's resenting. A cultural, it's a cultural difference. Yes. Yeah, but I will resent them. Yeah. So so we make that is, decision now that we're going to go where we feel led to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but well, let's keep it to the finance piece. I'd sell the house. George just told you what we would do next. You 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 immediately finish baby step two instantaneously upon the account getting hit with your your money left over after you sold the home. And now you've got the emergency fund instantaneously. Now we put the rest of the money in a high yield savings account and your husband uh, is is getting after it, you know, and I'll I'll give him some great resources. I'll give him my get clear work assessment today, my gift to you. Okay? And he's going to know maybe for the first time in his life what he's really good at doing, what he loves to do, and the results that motivate him. That's where the ideas come from as he begins to pick his professional path. And so and then he figures out, all right, I know what I want to do, why I want to do it, where I can do it. Now, how do I get qualified for it? That's the next part in the decision process. Hopefully, he doesn't have to go back to school. But if he does, you guys cash flow it. Maybe he can get by with some certifications or qualifications. I announced on my show today, Walmart just went public, one of the next big companies, uh, one of the latest rather, to say that they're moving a lot of corporate jobs into a situation where you don't need a degree. So as this mm-hmm. economy evolves, a degree, I'm just going to put this out there really quick. If, if it's not the only way or the best way for your husband to get qualified to do what he wants to do, don't assume that that college or degree is necessary. Can we start there? Yeah, no, that sounds. I guess my concern is so he's a mechanical engineer and he's like talking about going to teaching. So that's the other reason for some. I mean, that's a big drop, you know, from the uh, one twenty five that we're at right now. Well, well, what's he? You're making seventy four, so he's making fifty. He's making fifty. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not making a lot of money for a mechanical engineer. In fact, I would say he's at the bottom. So if he wants to be a teacher, yeah, well, I just want to, I just want to, I want to operate with facts. Okay. Yes, yes. The, the median uh, salary for a teacher in the United States right now is around $63,000, give or take. It may be 61 last time I checked, but it's somewhere in that range. So that's not a drop for him. Yeah. And so let me also say this. If he wants to think about teaching, he needs to hang out with some people that are teaching in the spaces that he thinks he wants to teach. Is it higher ed? Is it K through 12? He needs to spend some time with people that are doing that and figure out if, in fact, that's what he wants to do. Okay. All right. That's very important. But I think you guys know what we want you to do financially. This is pretty straightforward. But for him going forward, it's 
what does he want to do? Let's get around people that are doing that, and let's figure out after I've talked to them and I've heard the good, the bad, and the ugly, do I still want to do that? Because I, the, America needs more teachers, but I will tell you that America needs to fix the classroom situation so that we don't have the teachers that are leaving at, at the level that they're leaving right now. It's a four-alarm dumpster fire. And yeah, so before no, you agree. go into teaching, he needs to know what he's dealing with. It's not the teacher's fault, by the way, but it is yeah. an increasingly tough environment. So I want him to be yeah. sure that that's what he wants to do. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, he worked as a para when he was doing his undergrad, but I don't know if that's enough experience for him. Yeah, no, I think what you're saying is perfect. I think that would be very wise for him. Yeah, you ask for but, wisdom. But yeah, I just, that's 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 yeah. about the wisest thing he can do. Before he picks a new path, sit shadow. Sit with people that are doing it. Shadow them. Get a good look, or else it's just this romanticized idea. And he has no idea. You know, I want to sit with a teacher at the end of the day who's had one of the worst days of their life and go, why was it awful? And and, and then I want to know, can, am I willing to do that? And if the answer is yes, ding, 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 we got a winner. Mm. So uh, I really appreciate the question, but that's uh, financially told you what to do. I, I would love for them to move quickly on this because, by the way, George, this will take the financial stress out of the decision. Oh, 100%. He's not going backwards if he goes into teaching. Not right now. Yeah, we'll get that income back up in no time, and you're going to continue to make more money. So I'd make the necessary repairs you need to make on this house to sell it, to get what you need for it, and I'd get rid of this debt, get yourself in a good financial spot, and we can work on his career from there. Yeah, good stuff. Hang on the line. We'll get you the Get Clear assessment for your husband. This is The Ramsey Show. It's the last call for our two-night virtual event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials. It's set for May 21 and 22, and you do not want to miss this. I'll unpack my personal playbook on investing and real estate and show you how you can feel confident in your investments, too. Tickets are $199. Snag a VIP ticket, and you'll get two sessions with a Ramsey Preferred Coach. You can join from anywhere. Go to RamseySolutions.com events and get your ticket today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel joins me. The phone number is 888-825-5225. All right, George, uh, who needs to call us today? Well, yeah, we got a lot of new people all the time, and this idea of well, they've been listening a call-in show is, is intimidating for some people. So what kind of calls do you think this you This is the take? day to call. I think you and I are the least intimidating bunch of guys you could run into in an alleyway. Uh, the, uh, by the way, the studio audience is also validating this. I mean, who's going to be scared to talk to us? Look at us. We're not big men, number one. I take offense to that. You do? I never said it wasn't true. I just said I take offense to it. I, I'm fine being a, just an average size guy. I'm okay with it. We have giant personalities. That's true. Um, well, there's a lot of people out there, Ken, because I talk, I get these DMs on Instagram all the time, and people say, hey, I, I need too. help, and I go, call the show. I can't help I you over a DM. It's people, not a good format. Yeah, they'll call me up and go, Ken, listen, I'm in a situation here where my boss is doing this. I feel like I'm being overlooked. I've got a promotion over here, blah, blah, and they give me all these details. I can't answer that in a DM. We have to have it's the too back much, and forth. Too much thumbs. And uh, so here's the deal. Give Today's the day. It's a free call. Do you Are you aware of this? A toll-free number, George? I don't... If times get tough, we could start charging. We could. 888-825-5225 is the number. You got a work question. You feel like you're stuck. You feel confused. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I want to pivot. Uh, I want to make more money. Is starting a job... Is starting a company the way to get out of debt... 
anything related to that, George will take any of the budget. Can we questions. do something fun? Next person that calls in with a career question gets your Get Clear assessment for free. How about that? In fact, you know, we'll go above and beyond that. We'll also give them the uh, the uh, Increase Your Income bundle. The whole thing? So you get you get my book from Paycheck to Purpose. You get the assessment, the Get Clear Work assessment. I'm calling the show you right now You get the Get Hired course. I have a whole course. There's a lady out there now. She's trying to call in. You can't call in from the yeah. lobby. That's cheating. The lobby cheating. doesn't count. I'll just give it to you because I'm nice, all right? Because you're fun. so nice out there. Uh, all right. What so that's fun. fun. Crowd. I thought you were going to say a fun topic. No. Like we no. should say we're going to take calls on this. No, that feels risky. All right. Too dicey. We have, but uh, let's get to the calls, Ken. Speaking of which, Speaking of which people the phone, are waiting. Now, now the phones are lighting up. That's all we had to say is that we were going to be nice. Scott is on the line in Indianapolis. Scott, how can we help? George, Ken, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I, I'm intimidated by you guys, and uh, but I don't have a work question, so I guess I, I flunk the test. And I'll figure out something that. to no, give you. No, I'll tell you what. Okay. I'm going to think of something while George answers your finance question. I'm going to come up with something to give away. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so I, I really have kind of two two issues going on side by side. Um, I have a wife. I'm trying to come up with something to to help her join me on on managing her budget right now. She's kind of refusing to get involved. And along those same lines, we have a uh, a, a large purchase we're considering. It's it's uh, expensive and time critical, and really be a good time to get on the same page. And we're not really. Who wants to make this uh, purchase? We both do. Okay, what is the purchase? Can you tell us? Uh, I mean, it's I'm I'm 56, she's 40, and we want another kid. We want to purchase a kid. Whoa! Medical help doing it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And whoa, whoa! And the time is ticking. Whoa, whoa, wait. Are you joking when you say purchase a kid? No, I'm using IVF. Oh, okay. I I mean, I had to ask. It threw me off. I was (laughs) okay. So, where are you guys at financially today? As it stands, do you have any debt? And what's your income? Um, the only debt we have, uh, we're, we're Davis, so we do things a little different. Uh, no mortgage, no payments. The only, uh, we've been married for two years. Uh, I brought in the debt of about 18000 That's down from 100000 And that was uh, medical bills from my uh, previous wives. Okay. So you still have the medical bills? Yes. Anything else? No. Okay. And what's the household income? Um, combined, we make about the same. We're doing about uh, nine thousand a month. Awesome. Okay, that's a that's a great shovel. So we can clean up this medical debt quickly. Do you have an emergency fund? Yes. Okay. So you're right on the Davish part, and you're trying to get her on board. What is the current hesitation on her part? Well, uh, just a little background. She came. She was raised poor family. Uh, her previous marriage was he was a overspender, and she had to manage the books. Uh, I managed the books in in, in my marriage, uh, so I thought it'd be a kind of a great combination coming together. I made the mistake of saying, "Well, since you've never had money, I'll let you keep your income in a separate account." Oh boy! And mm. yeah, and so you guys time, currently uh, don't have combined bank accounts, right? And it's because and of two money, previous marriages. And, there was financial trauma that happened in, in various ways. It sounds like. Right. So there's a very kind of scarcity mentality from her upbringing, plus the financial abuse that she experienced in her previous marriage. So she's coming to the table with a lot of financial baggage that we have to get to the root of. And do you I feel like you're it. triggering a lot of this when you're, you're talking, hey, I'm going to manage this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get on the budget. And she's starting to get a little skittish about the whole thing. 
Yeah, it's probably at that point where I'm, you know, aggressively trying to get her involved, and you know, it's probably it's pushing her away. I think. Well, what is her her longing? Does she is she wanting a child? Is that what's the real why behind why she why should she get on this budget? What's in it for her? Um. Yeah, she, yeah, that's yeah. Then that's what I've been trying to actually use. Is you know, we've we've got this. We we don't really have the money for it, but if you know, we work together on this. You know, and I've, I've thrown out a couple offers as far as, you know, if she gets paid for her summer work or I get, uh, you know, end of year bonus, I, you know, we can go ahead and use that money for it. The chance of success is only 25%. So obviously I'm a little reluctant to, with those odds to even go into this event, uh, venture. Yeah. I'm willing to, tr- you know. Is she, but, all right, let's talk about the relationship part. So obviously you're not on the same page and I'm guessing that you've said to her multiple times, I want us to combine income, uh, combine bank accounts and all this and work together. Has she just said full stop, no way, I'm not interested? Yes. So it's non-negotiable to this point. She said no, no thanks. Yes. All right. How bad does she want a child at 40? Badly. And you've told her we don't have the money to afford it. What does she say to that? Um... I, you know, I think she's willing to go into debt for that, and that's where I've kind of said, you know, we need to see a couple things first before we do that. Okay, and how'd that go um, over? Um, you know, I think she's just driven to, you know, she she wants to, to try for another child. <laughs> okay, not, let me I'm read between the lines. <laughs> so you, she said no. You said we need to combine our incomes, finances, all this. She said nope. Uh, then she said, I want a baby. And you said, okay, but we don't have the money. So we need to do this, this, and this. And her reply was, I don't care. I want the baby. Am I, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable, but this is important. Is that what I'm hearing? She's like, thanks, but no, thanks. We're doing it. Yes. My friend, this is like, you guys are misaligned on core financial values. Well, this is going to wreck your relationship. I want you to fast forward for 30 seconds. You go ahead and give in because she's dug a hole. She's, she's dug in. And so we either come to a, 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 a compromise of what we both want. She wants the baby. You want to pay cash for it. We compromise on that or we don't move forward on this. That's my position. And it ought to be your position. Because if you give in, and this isn't about right or wrong, but if you, you and it doesn't work, which there's a 75% chance it doesn't work, I'm hoping for the best. My wife and I went through it. It did not work for us. So I'm speaking from a place of, of intimate knowledge of the situation. We paid cash. Uh, you will resent her tremendously. And, and, and I also got news for you. She'll probably want to try again. Now, you think about that future. Because I think this is a difficult conversation and probably with a marriage counselor or a pastor. That's what I think this is. Yeah, I've listened to the show enough where I, <laughs> that's, that's probably what I was thinking the advice was going to be. Well, this is just such an emotionally charged conversation mm. because we're not just talking about a frivolous purchase of a pool. Yeah. Okay, this is our family we're talking about. So, Scott, hang on the line. I'm going to do my best effort to get you guys on the same page by gifting you one year of Financial Peace University. Have her watch all the lessons. Just have her say, hey, all I'm asking is that you sit down and watch these lessons with me. 
and I'm also going to give you every dollar premium to make budgeting even easier. And what you're going to do, it's not I'm handling it or you're handling it. We're going to look at this together and craft a plan to help us create this future, both financially and for our family. So hang on the line. We'll give to you those resources. Good stuff, George. Good hour. Thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically winning with your money, winning in your work, and winning in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel. Phone number for you is 888-825-5225, 888 We love taking your questions. We're going to be nice. We're going to try to be entertaining as well as equip you to move forward. And if you don't like the jokes and the little side comments, well, you can tune in when two change other the channel. No, change the channel. Just another day, it'll be with two other people. But uh, I'm getting more and more, George, the little comments about the root beer float, which we were once referred to by a listener. Was in this the on comments. A, a podcast review? On I believe it was a podcast Apple? review. Okay, yeah. and I appreciate that. Uh, so more and more people are saying they like the root beer float. So uh, uh, we don't know who's the root beer. We don't know who the vanilla is. George has his opinions. I don't know if I agree. I digress. I think you're the float. I think I'm the root beer, you're the float. Well, it's the same thing. The root beer float. You mean the vanilla ice cream? Yes. You think I'm the vanilla ice yeah. cream. You're smooth. You're cool. <laughs> you're and liked you, by everyone. I don't know if that's true. Root beer, you know, not everyone likes that flavor, Ken. Mm, but it's got a little bit of spice to it. A little zing, and that's you. A little zing, little zang. I see what you're doing there. All right. We'll get off of that topic quickly and move to Las Vegas, Nevada, where, or is it Nevada? Nevada or Nevada? It's Nevada, technically, but Nevada in my heart. Can I get a ruling in the booth? Is it Nevada or Nevada? What do you think most people think? Anyone that lives there will no say Nevada, including, including Sarah. She's going to say it. Okay. Sarah will tell us. Sarah, you're on the Ramsey Show. Is it Nevada or Nevada? It's Nevada, and that's the only way. <laughs> okay. The only way. I will start to change it because I lean towards the ah, yeah. not the ah. Yeah, All right. Nevada. Okay. How can we help? So I am actually uh, selling my house and moving out of Nevada um, and building a new house in Denver, Colorado. So between houses, my family and I, we have about like four to six months and we're going to have about half a million from the sale of this house cash that we take away. What is a good, like, what should we do with that half a million while we're just waiting about the four to six months until we put it down on our next house. Okay, so there's going to be a gap of six months between the, yeah. s- the sale of this one and the purchase of the next one, and you just want to know where to park it. Yeah. Okay. If I'm in your shoes, I'm going to go with a high-yield savings account. Okay. And that would be a... I would. you have a, a spouse? Yeah. Okay. You want to make sure that it's FDIC insured, and that would give you each 250K of protection, which would be perfect if you have 500K sitting in that joint... High yield savings account. Okay. And that'll give you about, okay. you know, four percent, some of these five percent, maybe even a little more. And uh, you know, you take five hundred thousand dollars. I mean a hundred thousand, you have five percent, that's five grand, right? So mm-hmm. we're talking twenty five grand in one year. So split that in half, you're gonna make twelve grand guaranteed if the interest rates don't change. Okay, sounds good. So I would not invest the money. I wouldn't put it in a 0%. I would just find a decent high-yield savings account, and uh, you'll be good to go there. Congratulations. What yeah. Are your, what, thanks. What are your thoughts on the treasury bonds? Like, should I stay away from that? 
I would stick with the high yield savings account because we're seeing the the very similar rates without any restrictions okay. uh, for taking the money out early and all of that. So I'm a fan of the high yield savings account right now for that temporary parking spot. Okay. And Sounds just good. roll Thank it all yeah. over Thank you, to Sarah. their house. That's, That's exciting. You love, love taking that call. Well, you know, we get a lot of, you know, crisis situations. This is a good problem to have. Where do I park yeah. half a million dollars? And nothing against our good friends in Nevada, but moving from the desert to the Rockies. Oh, different landscape. That's a very different deal. Speaking of the Rockies, Darcy is joining us somewhere near Denver, Colorado. Darcy, how can we help? Hi, George and Ken. Thank you so much for taking my call. You bet. What's up? Um, so my husband and I um, are really stuck on baby step three. We're losing money out of that fund like every month. We, we can't seem to figure out this uh, budgeting thing. But I think that my husband should withdraw enough money from our traditional Roth um, to pay off our house. How old is he? And he'll, um, he'll be 59 and a half next October. Um, but the backstory is that the house uh, mortgage payment is 50% of our income. We both hate our jobs. And I'm probably about to be fired because the state has filed a civil rights discrimination case against my employer. Oof. You got a lot going on yeah. there. Yeah, we got over a million. Um, I mean, I, I can tell you any numbers you want to okay, know. Okay, what's left on the mortgage? Um, I'm, I'm sorry? What's left on the mortgage? What's the balance? 467000 And what is your household income right now? Our household income is... Um, About seven thousand take home. Seven thousand take home. Okay. And what's in your nest egg in all the retirement accounts? Okay. So our traditional Roth has seven hundred seventy eight thousand one hundred and sixty six dollars. Our first Roth, uh, which is my husband's, has seventeen thousand five hundred and nine. The second Roth, which is mine, has 12551 My husband has a 401k in his work, and that has about 80000 in it. He wasn't totally sure. Um, and I am an educator, so I'm under the state um, para program, and I have 54721 Okay, great. So we're close to a million in our nest egg. And you're saying, I want to rob half of my entire nest egg to pay off the house. Well, the house is worth at least 600000 but it's half of our income. It's 50% of our take-home. I understand and that. What I'm worried about is your house doesn't produce any income, and so you're living in this house, and now you have less than $500,000 to live on for the rest of your life. Am I correct? Um... Well, no, because if we sell the house, we'll end up with 600000 at least. Okay, but I'm saying I don't want you to have to sell your house that you love. I want you to be able to retire with dignity and not have to go, oh, we're broke, we have to sell the house. 
So while it's great, you guys have a great net worth. I'm just looking forward going, is robbing this Roth a year from now the best idea? And it sounds like you want to rob the Roth earlier than next October. No, I'll I'll wait. But my husband is totally against it for, he says, tax reasons. But we're stuck on baby step three, and we just can't figure out. Well, it sounds like we got to... stop having life just happen to us and get ahead of things and get better maintenance on things and these emergencies aren't going to keep hitting you we're going to figure out the job situation but right now i would not make any big moves i would stay put and worst comes to worst sounds like you might need to sell your house but i would not rob your retirement instantaneously and i'd get very serious very intentional to get new gigs very soon this is the ramsey show Listen, your grad just spent roughly 4,320 hours in class, and we're guessing that nobody taught them how to win with money. But you can still set them up to win with gifts like the Total Money Makeover, Breaking Free from Broke, or Ken Coleman's Find the Work You're Wired to Do, which includes the Get Clear Career Assessment. And listen, these gifts could change the trajectory of their lives. And if it helps them earn, spend, save, or invest money the right way, you'll find it at RamseySolutions.com store. That's RamseySolutions.com store. The Ramsey Show continues. Thrilled to have you with us. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Phoenix, Arizona. Anthony is on the line. Anthony, how can we help? Hi there, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Um, so I'm coming up on my first eligible retirement date. Um, I currently work in public safety, so I'll have a defined pension benefit um, on that date coming up. Um, I'm kind of battling some a, a lot of compassion fatigue as well as burnout in my current job and wondering if I should retire and try to pursue a second passion and, and a second career. Um, I love to travel, so being a travel agent or something like that. Um, our total household debt right now is about $20,000, not including our mortgage, since the interest rate is practically free at this point. Um, so when I re- if I were to retire, I'd walk away with my defined benefit plus about an additional thirty to forty thousand dollars. So I would be able to, I would have the startup cost, and I would we would be debt free going into it. And I just don't know if it's the smartest decision. All right, so um, I can keep I can keep working, and the pension goes up, and my and the other investment nest egg accounts continue to grow. But I don't know. Yeah, I think you do. I think you do. My guess, Anthony, is is your head and heart are in a wrestling match, and so that's why you called today. I think your head's telling you to stay in the guaranteed thing that you know that has the pension, and I think your heart's telling you to leave. Yeah, but I, I, I guess I just don't know which one to follow. I guess I just don't know which one to follow. Well, just confirm that I'm right. I mean, I'm guessing you're saying I'm right, that that, that your heart's telling you to leave. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I mean, I, 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 I love the job that I have, um, but it's just one of those I wake up every morning and everything's great and I start to drive into work and I'm like, oh, my God, do I have the emotional energy to do this one more day? What are you doing? Uh, I'm a homicide detective. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty. It's a pretty heavy job. Yeah, I can't even begin to comprehend that, so I won't try. But let me ask this: this is this is interesting to me. If well, let, let me ask you this: what part do you love? Tell me the part about being a detective that you love. 
Oh, giving uh, solving the cases and giving families closure. Okay. So it's the investigative part, tearing into it, digging, uh, putting the puzzle pieces together, and then after doing all that, uh, giving answers it, 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 to the family. That's the part you love. The the part that burns you out is just all the trauma and all the disgusting stuff with it, correct? Yeah, it's kind of the trauma, the disgusting stuff, you yeah. know, the, the fighting with the attorneys, fighting yeah. with, you know, internal internal yeah. politics and drama within right. the job. All right, so I'm going to throw something kind of at you. to be exhausting. If you didn't have to deal with that, would you be calling us about this issue? If we took the disgusting trauma and all the fight, but you were just doing the investigative part to get to the bottom of something, to give some sense of closure, if we just kept it there, would you be calling us? I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to say that I don't think you would. And okay. I'm not trying to talk you out of the travel agent job. I'm going to tell you to pursue the travel agent thing on the side. Okay. But I want you before you walk away, I want you to take some time and not a lot of time because I think you're you're probably getting to your limit of trauma and just junk. I just wonder if there's another role that involves the investigative side, the puzzles, uh, the closure. And I just wonder if there's not another role that way in, in, in doing that work that doesn't involve the trauma. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit limited here because I'm not in that world, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Is that fair? Uh, it is. It is. I, you know, I, I, I've spoken with the, the spouse about that to try to figure out what that would look like. There's not a lot of... Um, of appetite for anything that would be more dangerous than no 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 but see but here's the deal i'm pushing against that i i don't know that it has to be dangerous i wonder if you were like maybe investigating financial crimes or investigating uh i don't know i mean maybe uh um uh insurance fraud or like could you work for big insurance companies i mean i'm really trying to brainstorm here but i know there's more out there that don't require okay. you to be CIA, FBI, and all that. I, I, I'm just telling you, I think it's worth kicking the tires. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I do. Because here's the deal. If we if we remove the trauma and the danger, and we and we 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 are mostly 80% of our day in the investigation and putting the puzzle pieces together and giving closure. I, man, that could be really great. And it involves good retirement plans. 401ks, George, all the investment piece. I, I at least want to kick the tires. And but while I'm looking for that, I'm also going. All right, let me uh, let me uh, make the moves and uh, let's pay the debt off and let's uh, let's uh, get the travel agent thing going on the side because it's going to take some time on the travel agent thing to get the income up to where you are. You do realize that. Oh no, no, absolutely. Yeah, I totally recognize that. Um, if I if I were to if I were to leave. Um, pub, you know, public service and law enforcement, you know, I mean, my, my take home would be and my, the difference between my take home now and my take home in retirement is zero. I'm going to be bringing home that the same. So oh. anything I do uh, above and beyond that is extra. Okay. So I'm still going to hold to what I'm saying. I think you should kick the tires okay. to see if I can find something that I love. Yeah. I like a related role that maybe isn't as yeah. on the scene, maybe behind yeah. the scenes a little bit more. But if you can't find it, you're not going backwards financially and you get a chance to take a shot at this. So I, I would just okay. consider that. I'd also go talk to people who are doing independent travel agent work full time yeah. and 
you know, take them out to dinner, coffee, and say, hey, how did you get into it? How did you get to where you are today doing this full time? And see if it's something you'd like to do. Yep. They might be able to kick you right. some of the smaller gigs and start to get a taste of it. And that's something you can absolutely do on the side right now versus jumping ship completely, hoping yeah. that it's going to work out. Maybe Anthony could book the uh, Camel Coleman uh, vacation. Now we're talking. You got your first <laughs> client, Anthony. Sounds great. <laughs> hey, All man, we appreciate it. Much, we just eat something with a lot of shuffleboard activities. George is really big into shuffleboard. And putt-putt. I've been known to kick Ken's butt in some putt-putt. <sighs> this again. You beat me one time because I basically quit, Austin. You know, I'm not... And it's still the greatest day of my life. And then George And the fact that your wife me. got to watch me decimate you in mini golf <laughs> is one of the greatest joys known to man. I, I wanted to point out to the audience right now that George A did win, but he struggles with proper uses of adjectives. There was no decimation going on. You, you snuck in somehow because you hit it through the elephant's mouth, out the ear, and it went in the last hole. Something of that nature. It was Ken claims he was phoning it in that day. I promise you I was phoning it in. You in any competitive sports thing is phoning it in just by nature of being there. And I love you. I'm trying to get him out on the pickleball court. Folks, America needs to see George Campbell and Ken Coleman in a pickleball match. I can tell you right now, we're getting a lot of bobbleheads out in the audience. There's a lot of things America needs right now. I don't think you and I playing pickleball is one of them. I disagree because there's a lot of dark stuff going on in the world today. Inflation's there. People need to laugh. And I promise you, if you and I played pickleball live on YouTube, Coleman Campbell Charity Tournament, we could raise some money for something good. At least 100 bucks. We need to get Rachel out there, Deloney. Uh, Jade, I'd ask Dave to get out there, but he's no chance. He's you're now involving people who have athletic ability. I'm out. Well, I have athletic ability. You you forgot about that. Okay. I need a rematch. I need a I need a rematch so that I can gloat when I beat you in pickleball. No, I think I'm gonna just take my win and go home. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We're having fun. Fantastic. We are having a good time. Uh, hey, every dollar webinar. I got to mention that really quick, George. Tell folks why they need to be a part. Yes, of that. we are. We've been doing these. Rachel, Jade, Warshawn, myself. It's totally free. You can sign up at everydollar.com/budgeting, and for an hour, we're going to sit with you, show you how to create margin by using every dollar, show you the ins and outs of the product, and it, we've had great response. Thousands of people show up on these virtual calls. You can watch the replay later if you miss it and can't make the time. So go sign up, regardless. Everydollar.com/budgeting. We've got one coming up next week. Just occurred to me, I need to do a pickleball webinar. No nope. work on that. Hard pass. You think so? All right, we'll see. I'm going to talk to Dave about it. This is The Ramsey Show. I know you work hard for your money, and the key to keeping more of it in your pocket is by making a plan for your spending with a budget. And Every Dollar is the budgeting app that I use personally because it's perfect for looking every dollar you make in its little president face and telling it exactly where you want it to go. Just like you told that guy in traffic exactly where you wanted him to go. And even better, Every Dollar walks you through the entire budgeting journey so you always know your next right step. Download Every Dollar for free in the App Store or Google Play today. All right, folks, welcome back to The Ramsey Show. 888-825-5225 is the phone number to jump in. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell is with me. And we are taking your calls about your life, your money, your work, your relationships. Let's go to Nathan, who's on the line in Charleston, South Carolina. Nathan, how can we help? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing well. What's going on? Um, so me and my wife need a little bit of guidance, if you guys don't mind. Sure. So we are uh, freshly married. The last two years we got married. Um, and when we got married, we bought a house in our hometown. And uh, I went in and I gutted the entire thing and redid it. 
and that was back when the interest rates were down in the low twos. And um, we ended up gaining quite a bit of equity in it. We got about 135000 in uh, equity. And uh, we actually felt God calling us out of there. So we ended up moving about three months ago, about eight hours away to South Carolina. Um, she She's in ministry. And uh, so I ended up renting my house out when I moved. We're currently renting down here. I've been renting my house out when I moved, uh, mainly because my parents have six paid-off rental homes, and that's basically all they do now. They're retired, and they said so they take care of it. Um, and it's bringing in good money, um, but we are currently in about $90,000 of student debt. And I am wondering if we should sell the home, pay off our student debt, and kind of have a good three- to six-month emergency at that point. We have about three months saved up right now. Um, but that's kind of where we're at. Okay. Um, well, my guess is you called on the show. You know what my answer is going to be. Yeah, sell, sell the house. Yeah, no, I, that's great that your parents are there as a you know kind of the property management crew. But as it stands today, if you're living in Charleston, would you go buy this property as a rental? No. And the fact that you've got all the debt on the other side, and it sounded like you were excited about it propelling your financial future. You become completely debt-free with a fully funded emergency fund with money left over to start funding your next goal, which I assume is going to be being a homeowner in Charleston. Correct. Yeah, we're looking to do that, maybe start a family. So I'm just thinking more about getting out of debt to better do that. I know long-term one on rental properties is kind of what my parents taught me, but again, they've paid off all theirs, so it makes a little bit of a difference. And guess what? When you tell your parents about this, they're going to go, oh my gosh, don't listen to those guys. You should keep the rental property. We'll take care of it. It's fine. You can put a little bit down on your next house while you still have your student loans. You'll be okay. Is that what they would say, you think? Yeah, probably so. They don't like that either, though, so I don't know. They, 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 bought, they bought their rental homes in cash as well. They kind of run that same game. Plan that's too. what's up. Well, I'd take after mom and dad then and go, that's my goal. I want to become a homeowner. I want to pay my place off. Because you guys are young. How old are you two? Uh, 25 and 23. That's amazing. So let's fast forward, right? A year from now, you have no debt, fully funded emergency fund, well on your way to saving up a down payment, correct? Correct. A yeah, few we, years we have a good, we after have a good that. Save now too. Yeah. And then you'll have a, a house in Charleston. Let's aggressively get that thing paid off. And then let's start saving up for an investment property. And my guess is by the time you're in your early 30s to mid 30s, you're going to have a paid for investment property. Well, that sounds like that forever from now, but let me tell you, man, you got a good 70 years left on this earth. You got plenty of time, Lord willing. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah. yeah, you bet. Thank you for the call. That's awesome. Yeah, love that. Uh, how about your old neck of the woods? Mary's joining us in Boston, Massachusetts. Mary, how can we help? Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm 55 and I'm working full time. Um, I'd like to know whether I should put my money toward uh, paying off my HELOC or credit card bills. And my credit card bills are mostly for schooling. Um, I'd like to change careers eventually, and so I'm studying at the same time. Um, my credit card bills have zero interest for a year, and my HELOC is at 1.9% also for a year, and the HELOC is at um, 95000 And what about the student loans? Excuse me? How much do you have in student loans? I don't have any student loans. Um, it's credit card bills. So okay, in the credit, yeah, on the credit card. How much is on there? Yeah, 17. 17. Okay, great. And what's your income? I make about 97 a year. Okay. I'm focusing on these credit cards ASAP. 
and this HELOC we can put in, we can put that next. What What's left on the mortgage? There's no mortgage. Just the HELOC? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that makes it real easy. I'm going to put all my focus on this credit card at the 0%, and not because it's the interest rate, but because it's the smallest debt. Okay. And okay. making 97, also, you could pay this off, what, in, say, two, let's say, another six months on the credit cards? Yes. And yes. then another two years to get rid of the HELOC? Uh, yes. That would be my plan. Well, well that's what I'm nervous about, is that it's going to go to Prime afterwards. When does the HELOC go to Prime? And it'll go July of next year, 2024. Well, you're not going to be able to pay it off earlier than that anyways, right? Right. So it sounds like we uh, we made a what we call a stupid tax is what we're going to pay on this. And we're okay. going to get rid of it super fast. We're going to get really aggressive about this. Do you know what the rate might go to at that point? No, I'm guessing, well, right now they're saying about 7 okay. point whatever, but who knows. You yeah. will survive it. But, uh, you know, you kind of touch the hot stove and you go, that didn't feel good. Not doing the HELOC again. Right. No, no. And you yeah, got a great I, I income. Ended up, um, yes, I ended up buying a house and it ended up costing me. It was next door to my parents. Like my mother is sick. So I ended up paying more than I wanted to or else I would have lost it. Um, mm. And I had to gut the whole thing. So that's really why, you know, it ended up costing me a little bit more. But also I have about 20000 in savings. I'm just kind of holding off for emergency fund. Should I use any of that to pay anything down or just well, keep that? I would absolutely. There? Let's get rid of this credit card debt today. Even sitting at 0%, okay. it's going to clear up the payment. You're going to be free to focus on that HELOC and get this done even faster. And if an emergency comes up, you're going to pause these baby steps that we're talking about and you're going to aggressively attack whatever emergency has come up, sell stuff, make more, and cover it. And likely, you're not going to have a $10,000 emergency coming up. It's going to be those ankle biters, those 200 bucks, 500 right. bucks. And so that's what I would be focused on is just following these baby steps through baby step one, thousand bucks, baby step two, all debt, all consumer debt gone using the debt snowball method. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, we're um, cheering you on, Mary. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you for the call. Awesome stuff. Love that. I mean, that's when, when people get that, they, they, they see the light bulb kind of go off like, uh-oh, I can actually do this. This is doable. Well, there's changer. so many options and it can be overwhelming. And so just to have a filter, you can lay down and go, okay, I'm going to filter it through this. I want to get rid of the debt. The smallest one will get knocked out the fastest. I've got money in the bank I could use. The problem is dealing with the fear of, oh my gosh, I'm going to go down to $3,000 in savings. And I work hard to get up to that 20. Yeah. What's the best way to overcome that? I've heard you, we talk a lot, but I'm just curious. You've, you've coached a lot of people now. What is the best way to overcome that fear? Well, number one, they have to realize the money has someone else's name on it already. Mm -hmm. It may be in your account, uh -huh. but when you owe someone $20,000 okay. and you have $20,000 sitting in savings, you don't really have 20000 in savings. Your body is keeping the score, mm -hmm. as the book says, and therefore, you're not truly safe. You have the illusion of safety, which is sometimes scarier because we mm -hmm. get lulled into a sense of comfort. And so part of getting over that fear is seeing the freedom on the other side and starting to paint that transformational picture of Here's what happens. You got no payments. Think about that, how that would feel. Think about what that does for your budget and your finances and how much faster you can tackle the next debt. That's what I found helps most people get over that hump. So are you saying that there is a 
for lack of a better word, a chemical transformation when you walk through those two exercises that you just gave us, the perspective of it's really not my money, I owe it to somebody else. And then once I eliminate that debt and all those feelings, even though I only have two grand or one grand left in my emergency fund, Mm. you're saying that stress is far less, the chemicals with that stress is far less than what you're experiencing. To give you some Ken Coleman alliteration, I think it turns the fear into fuel. When you have a thousand bucks, you're like, I'm not safe. Things are not okay. And I go, yeah, now you understand what's really happening. This is the reality that your financial situation has been. And when you follow this proven plan, millions of people have done it. So this is not something that has a lot of risk involved. Turn your fear into fuel. I love the alliteration. It's another pencil drop. Or as we say here, what is it? A pencil drop. Is that good? Austin's rolling his eyes. I'll have to go check on him in the booth. Don't fear. More puns up next and your calls. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by George Camel. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Our scripture of the day comes from Proverbs 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. And our quote today from Thomas Sowell, four words today in the quote. Thomas doesn't need a lot of words to drop the depth. That's it. Intellect is not wisdom. Ooh. You got to sit there and think about that one for a moment. Well, it takes intellect to understand it. it. it well, intellect is not wisdom. In other words... Which kind of is wisdom on, in, a, in and of itself. It's kind of wisdom. It is. Knowledge is overrated. It's pretty meta. And uh, all you got to do is hang out on uh, on Ivy League campuses. To oh, know I thought you were going to say Twitter. No, Twitter would be the opposite. Twitter is any fool can type. That's what my big quote about Twitter would be. Yep. Just, okay, I'm going to fire off some opinion. Doesn't matter if it's honest. Doesn't matter if it's right. Just, there we go. It feels good to get it out. Feels good. Just (sighs) venting. Alexander is up next in Orlando, Florida. Alexander, how can we help? Hi. uh, (laughs) Big big fan of the show. Hi. Hey. Thank you. How can we help? So um, I'm 18. I'm 22 years old. My apologies. And I just got a unarmed security job, which pays $18 per hour of full time. And I get paid weekly. And um, I have a bit of a dilemma because and there's unlimited overtime when it comes to that job. Less, I'd say 2021, my parents, which I am grateful for, gifted me a 2018 mercedes-benz and they were going to take care of all of it and you know i was just grateful for it It like who wouldn't be and so their business within the last year i'd say kind of went down drastically to where they're basically in survival mode and they had to put the payments on me so i'm trying to see how i could possibly get that done because the payments per monthly on the car note is 600 they paid uh, 29000 in total for the vehicle, or they financed it, actually, and there's 20000 left. Uh, I have, unfortunately, nothing in savings, and I looked the lowest possible way for any type of car insurance on this vehicle. The lowest I could find is 450 and I have a clean record, not even on parking tickets, so basically paying... Um, well, you're an 18-year-old, so the car insurance is through the roof for young drivers. Oh, no, oh, no I'm 22. Oh, you're 22 now. Okay. Yeah. And what what are you making with your job? Uh, 18 per hour plus uh, unlimited overtime. Okay. So you're making about 36 grand a year? 
Yeah. Without overtime? Yeah. And what's the car worth? Oh, the car is worth, uh, I'd say, twenty one to 20000 Okay. That's a lot of car for a guy making eighteen. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. and you're saying, hey, how do I? Do you want to get out of this? Well, his parents transfer the payments to him, so you're stuck with this thing. Yeah, unless you sell it. That's the thing. Um, we actually don't have the title. It's in my father's name, but the financing company they have the title until we're able to pay off the uh, vehicle. So I don't think we could sell it. Or is it no, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa! Of course you can sell it. Um, if your dad, if your dad has basically said you need to take over the payments of this, he needs to sign the title over to you. That's pretty simple. But, but okay. the point is somebody sells the car. It doesn't here, here, here's the point we're making this mm-hmm. too complicated, Alexander. Here's what happens. You list the car today and you sell the car and you can do the transaction at the lender's office. That's right. Where they'll give you the title as soon as it's paid off. That's right. Once the person buys the car, you know, it, 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 yeah, just. This is all simple stuff, but you don't, you don't, you're, I don't even know how to explain this. This is so simple. <laughs> just sell the car and then the title will be transferred to the person who buys the car. Okay. So just get a hold of the company, the lending company, and basically find a buyer. Yes. But you, you do it all simultaneously. So the transaction happens. They'll then release the title once the car is paid off. And then you can transfer the title. You're going to need your dad there because you said it's in his name still. Yeah. Okay. Sell the car. You're not going to sell this to a dealer. You're going to sell it private sale. Do you understand what we're saying? Private sale. Can I get more description on that, please? Yes. So you list it on Facebook Marketplace or you list it on Craigslist or you list it on AutoTrader. Yeah, because the dealer is going to give you much, much less for it because they're in the business of making a profit. That's right. So if you're saying the car is worth, you said it's worth how much? 21? 20 to 21,000. Okay. So the dealer's going to go, hey, we'll give you 14 for it. Right. We so, don't want that. And what do you owe on the car again? Uh, twenty. Yeah, 20,000. Okay. okay. So let's just keep it simple, just for explaining to you what you're going to do. If the car, mm-hmm. if the Blue Book, and you need to go to kellybluebook.com and put in the VIN number, and it'll get you a really accurate number. Let's just say that you sell it for 20. You owe 20. Okay. So you mm-hmm. sell it to a person. They give you 20000 You pay the car off. The finance company gives you the title. You sign the title over those people. That's how it works. Very simple. Okay. Your dad can be involved with the whole thing. But you need to get rid of this car. And you need to get rid of it before it continues to depreciate because you don't want to be upside down. You're right at that You're number break right even. now. Which you need some money to get a different car as well, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So how quickly can you save up and get a beater car? Uh, not much to thinking. 5000 5000 uh, might take a couple months, yeah. Okay. So in a couple months, we can sell this car. It's not going to depreciate that much in a couple months. Right. And as soon as that car is sold, you got the other one right there ready to go. And that insurance is also going to be a whole lot cheaper, and you're going to do it with cash. So don't yeah. go to a dealership and say, I have $5,000. They'll say, hey, well, we can get your payments nice and low, buddy. Uh-uh. We're going to pay cash. You're going to buy this car from a Facebook marketplace, an independent used car dealership, and it's not going to be mm-hmm. a pretty car. It's not going to be your beautiful Mercedes you've been driving. Yeah. So yeah. get ready emotionally. I'm, I'm yeah. But what you're going to also do is get an inspection on it. It'll cost you 100 bucks. You can take it to a Firestone and get it inspected. Make sure you're not buying mm-hmm. you know, a lemon of a car and take it for a test drive. Do your due diligence, and that should get you at least out of this pickle. Do you have any other debt? Uh, no. 
Okay, great. And then let's start to use this income to build ourselves an emergency fund once we get out of this car debacle. All right, perfect. Hope that helps, man. Sorry you're dealing with that. And parents that are listening out there, please don't gift your kids debt. Yeah, I mean, wow. Don't call it a gift. He doesn't even understand, and unfortunately, they haven't even told him, look, here are your options. If you want to sell it, I'll walk you through it. He doesn't even know. And so not just gifting them debt, but... Yeah, I want to know, do they, do they, when he says transfer the payments, is it actual, do they actually legally transfer the loan, or do they just said, hey, you're sign in and you pay this now? Can you do that if the dad's name is still on the title? I don't know if the finance company would do that. Would change the loan to this Maybe they would. poor 22-year-old who's now stuck with it. Yeah. Because I don't think they would have let, let him finance that car. Yeah. Man. And now that I think about it, uh, uh, I know he's on hold. I hope you can still hear us, Alexander, but I, maybe a $3,000 car. I mean, a beater. I mean, $5,000 car is not a beater. Well, these days, it used to be the $1,000 car. Now, yeah. with the, the, how crazy the car market is, you know, you're looking at four or 5000 bucks for the bottom of the barrel vehicles. Yeah. That's I, still yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, but he's got to do what he's got to do. He may be working a little crazy hours. He might be taking some Ubers. Yeah. Now, he's driving, an, uh, you know, the unarmored truck, it sounds like, doing unarmed security. I don't know if that comes with a vehicle or not. Sometimes you'll have a vehicle for that. You could drive home. Yeah. That's, that's an option, true. too. Interesting. Man. Well... It's been a fun show, Ken. It has been. I, th- I thought you were getting ready to say something. I was. There. Well, I want to let people know we've got our Money and Marriage Getaway coming up. Yeah, it is October right 19th around the corner. to the 21st, and I'm going to be speaking You've been there. added to the uh, docket. What are yes. you going to be speaking on? Uh, my talk is called Pillow Talk, The Dirty Secrets of Budgeting. Really? If you're going to do a budgeting talk, make it spicy at a couple's event. I got to tell you, I when I asked you it was out of courtesy, now I'm interested. Now he's in. It was a courtesy ask to set up the event. But then when you said the title of the talk is Pillow Talk, I want to see the illustrations. Well, the goal is to let couples have fun, but also get equipped with tools, cast a vision, create a life But you're not love. suggesting that people talk about the budget in bed, are you? No, it's oh. about throw pillows. There's my teaser. So RamseySolutions.com slash events. There's still some spots left. Rachel Cruz, Dr. Jeloni, uh, Jade Warshaw, and myself will be there all weekend, October 19th through the 21st. All right, good stuff. George Campbell, always fun to be with you. I want to say a big thanks to Austin and all of the kind folks in the booth that keep us on the air. And to you, America, and to the folks in the lobby, thank you so much for listening and watching. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.